A question for you. Do you or a member of your team need to be trained on the new European medical device regulation? Then register to the Green Belt Certification Program. Multiple sessions are available. Check at easymedicaldevice.com GB. And don't forget to use the promo code POD2022 to get 10% discount. P-O-D-2022. Okay, talk to you soon. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy Podcast. I am Munir Alazuzi, a medical device expert specialized on quality and regulatory affairs. My mission is to help you learn how to place a compliant medical device on the market. For that, I share with you my experience and the one of others on this podcast. Are you ready for your dose of regulation and standards today? Okay, so let the show begin. Welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Here is Munir Lazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com. And today we'll go for some education or explanation of design and development. And we'll talk specifically about some design documentation, design history files, design uh, uh, elements that you need to show to an auditor for your design phase. And for that, I have with me Alexandros Savidis, which is a medical device engineer and a regulatory affairs specialist who will help us to understand all that and to clarify maybe some of the terminology that we'll be using. So Alexandros, welcome to the Medical Device Made Easy podcast. Thank you very much, dear Monir. It is my pleasure doing with you one video. Uh, I really appreciate your work all, all these years till today. And right. it is for me really uh, one very happy moment. Great. No, thank you. Something thank you. on that. Thank you for that. And uh, yeah, uh, it was also my pleasure because when we discussed, you you also uh, talked with a lot of uh, on a lot of the aspects that uh, I know also and that uh, I'm really appreciating. So I really thank you also for accepting my invitation. Um, so yeah, for the audience that maybe don't know you, so can you just make a small introduction of who you are and that what yes. you are doing exactly? Uh, of course, yes. Um, I am Alex um, Alexandros. Uh, I have. I am originally Greek. I have uh, lived uh, many years in Germany and Switzerland. Um, my studies was in the medical device technology. I am really very much uh, enthusiastic in uh, this field and the technology in general. Um, and I, I have worked um, after the studies, first of all, in the sales and the technical support. And I wanted really to go deeper in these uh, sciences. Uh, I started uh, with uh, roles in the uh, RA and QA in uh, different uh, companies, um, sometimes in big giants, sometimes in small structures. And there I had the possibility to uh, act um, on different uh, topics, um, the, de the development of the device, the non-compliant development, uh, focusing on topics like uh, which standards we use, how is the development process, how we maintain one DHF, uh, how we uh, follow, follow we follow one product after the market. Um, and you can imagine, dear Moner, uh, starting this under MDD times yeah. when the standards didn't spoke about a specific. Regulations, uh, how we do one PMS, how we evaluate one medical device, uh, when we use one standard, uh, in which point we start uh, at all one design history file. Um, so that uh, all about me, um, what I have done. Um, uh, 
I, I, we, we are now in one phase, <laughs> which the European Commission uh, updates a lot. Uh, somebody has really to follow, to stay focused on, on all these topics. And um, I've, I wanted really uh, to, ana to analyze with you and, uh, and all the people um, one interesting topic, the design history file. Yeah. Um, which is oh. one central point, uh, practically, in the development process, one uh, company. Yeah. And uh, it brings a lot of organization and precision. So, so just maybe to, um, to help the audience, because um, I, I'm sure that maybe a lot of people have never participated, maybe so, to some design phase of a product. Uh, so um, we are talking a lot about design history file or DHF. We are talking also about DMR. We are talking about DHR. Those acronyms yes. are more US acronyms that are, we are using. So exactly. design files also for MDR, medical device files for, uh, for DMR in, in terms of the regulation, etc. So what is the difference between those three terms? So let's use DMR, DHF, DHR, just to see that. But as we said, this mm -hmm. is just US term and we have the EU term for that. So what are, what are those documents exactly? Yes, uh, of course. Um, DHF, DMR, uh, DHR, something that uh, we have started to hear that uh, after the 2010, 2011, 2012, because historically uh, it started uh, from the FDA, from the 820-30 as a requirement, and we meet that in the first time in our European 13485, in the version of 2016, yeah. uh, something related with one development file. Um, yes, uh, the design uh, history file, uh, we, we know that also in the German language as Entwicklungsakte. Yeah. So it is the word design should not irritate and confuse the people. We, with the word design, we mean development, not really the design of one uh, medical product. So it includes really all the actions that has been done uh, during the different phases of one norm-compliant uh, development process of one medical device. So, um, so, so just maybe to clarify on this point, so where, what we are talking here is about, for example, uh, the start with a feasibility study of, a, of an ID, then the move to uh, design inputs, then to design outputs, then to all those kind of phases. It's the different stages before we arrive exactly. to the finished product, if I can say. The word stages is really very good uh, because... Um, it, we have to do with really with stages and especially the begin of one um, design history file, um, the, the timing and the begin of one design development process is the most, most important uh, moment. And it, uh, it will characterize the quality of this project and, uh, and this, of this development and the topics that we will meet later in this development. So it's why uh, we call it history. So design history is more about how we can uh, tell the story of this, all the design of the product. Yes. Um, as we know, all, uh, all the, the audience, uh, we know more or less, uh, there are, of course, people which they don't understand completely what is one design history file. But as we know, we have the design input in the beginning of um, one um, 
development process. What comes all inside in this uh, in this design history file, uh, or uh, um, or maybe I will answer to you, dear Monir, only in the question: What is the DHF, the DMR, and the DHR? And I will analyze later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do that. Yeah. Now exactly. let's go to DMR, maybe. The DMR is practically one other uh, folder which includes everything that is related with the manufacturing. So how I calibrate one machine, if I have validated my machines, um, everything that has been done, the service of the machines, site acceptance tests, manufacturing acceptance tests, all the validation related. So everything that has to do with the production, um, to be honest, I, I, I didn't show somewhere uh, one specific requirement. How should be uh, the form of one DMR? Uh, yeah. We made that in the MDD times from imported from the FDA. And we use that. I saw that in different companies. And every company, of course, uh, they have their own procedures and some uh, outserts. But at least they maintain this DMR. Okay. So, so just to compare that maybe with um, with um, ISO, uh, if I can say, we call it medical mm -hmm. device file, where we have there all the different elements that are used. So mainly the DMR is like the recipe of the manufacturing of a product with the ingredients, with the methodology to manufacture a product. So it explains to you in detail, if I can say, how to do that uh, for and for this type of product, so when we have one reference, here are the DMR with the content of, as you've said, uh, all the machines, the calibration, the things that you need. I mean, the machines plus the ingredients like oil, like uh, this, uh, this raw material at the beginning, like this kind of thing, etc. So it's mainly telling you here is the recipe for manufacturing, uh, manufacturing your products. It, exactly. It is really uh, one uh, the. It is one very important uh, folder. Uh, uh, it can have uh, three things. It can have even hundred things. Uh, yeah. It depends from the complexity of one medical product. How many processes are running <laughs> for this product? Uh, it's coming. Uh, this stuff sometimes stuff. It's not so good word. Maybe this uh, this documentation can exist inside in the in the company. So. I am really there on my desk and somebody tell me, do the DMR, uh, dear Alex. Okay, I will find maybe some uh, something inside in the company, yeah. but I have to think that something exists in my supplier somewhere outside exactly. of the company. And I should uh, bridge this con co connection and in import this documentation. Um, I had made this experience in the past in 2016 in one aviation company where <laughs> there we had practically one already manufactured device or in Germany, in Lufthansa, and we sold it in Switzerland, really now as legal manufacturers, uh, compile the DMR and the DHF. And for me, was from the game clear, I must really find the correct uh, correspondence uh, in Germany to... Meet they we we we, we wasn't we were we were not in COVID times. I yeah. couldn't even visit they, and they delivered me all this documentation, and I have managed that to build this DMR. And it is uh, if you do that uh, at once, you understand that also better. It's not really something difficult. Uh, uh, we have always some 
manufacturing um, uh, some procedures, and all this comes in, in this folder. So uh, with the design history file, I think, dear Moner, we have already clarified what is exactly. Later, we will analyze the content. Yeah. Um, uh, the the design history record is also one uh, often abbreviation that we need. It has to do with the different with the historic what has happened during uh, the um, the life cycle of the medical device. Uh, we meet that in the pharma with uh, the batches that are changing. Uh, also in the medical device. Personally, I must say, uh, honest. I, I didn't use often the DHR, mostly DMR and DHF. Yeah, because um, DHR, DHR is used by on the manufacturing for... Uh, so it's like when you have an order of a product, like, oh, uh, this customer wants to make 15 units of these uh, things. So then you create mm -hmm. a DHR, and this DHR is recording all the steps of manufacturing of a products from A to Z with all the inspection documentation, with all the things. So we have the history of how this product with this lot number, with this reference was manufactured, who signed for each step, was this person that signed this each yes. step uh, trend, etc. So it's more the history of each batch of products, as you have said, even for pharma or for medical device. But yeah, we are here exactly. out of the kind of uh, uh, design. It's more about manufacturing the fi finished product that will be sent to the, to, mm -hmm. the, to the people. So if we stay focused now on the DHF, so DHF, um, so what... When do we need that? So apparently we said that it's a design phase. So at the beginning, so do we need that? Um, uh, I mean, in terms of needing, so do we need that uh, from the beginning of the project? Like I have an ID and I want to make this medical device and I want to design. So should I start the DHF now or should I wait a little bit later? Or what is the best moment when we need yes. to get this, uh, this document? Super, very nice question. Um, I can answer practically with one example. What has happened in the MDD times, uh, dear Monir? Uh, mostly, um, we have in every company we have different generations of people, and everyone has, of course, his self confidence for that what he has learned and has worked. And we must think that uh, the DHF as definition came after a while. And uh, the people needed really time in the different departments to accept that we really must uh, follow one DHF and we should uh, start that really from the beginning. So when I started in 2009, 10, really on the RA topics, and I saw really that the most of the companies, they needed to do that post-lateral. And I saw there a lot of difficulties. Uh, difficulties that we ran to one supplier that we don't know in anymore. So I will not analyze that more. Uh, it is difficult if somebody doesn't start really from the beginning to compile the DHF, to have one clear structure, how it will be my DHF. And that this DHF is, of course, one live the uh, folder this folder can is updated during the development and later with a pms but uh we talk now about mdd times where even the pms was not really clear um it was very general mentioned in the 13485 so let's go now uh, to analyze more uh, 
of course, we start direct in the beginning of the of the of the, the norm compliant development process of one medical device to uh, to make one skelet how our DHF will uh, look out. We have this structure already given from the FDA. Okay. Uh, and the most big, the biggest focus is, of course, in the design input. Uh, so here we, we can analyze what is all, what can be all uh, design input. Of course, we have the user needs, so we can go very specifically on that and analyze uh, all the aspects that uh, are for one user needs uh, to have one efficient and um, according to his intended use. Um, successful use of the medical device. We have here also, even in the user needs in the beginning, the influence of the applicable standards, even the usability norm, for example, knocking already in the door and say, here I am also, mention me please also in the user needs. So of course, automatically, what is the next idea? I must really take all the applicable standards and think what I have, which versions fresh I have, which version replace one other version from the past. Um, so you mean, you, mean, course, you, mean, you mean when we start with the user needs, so mainly we are trying to understand what the final user of the products wants, and then exactly. we have to translate that in design, if I can say how they want these products to be sterile. Okay, I will make a sterile pack. I will, uh, what kind of sterilization should I use? What kind of standard exactly. should I use? What kind of test should I do, like validation? Should I go with internal sterilization or external? So this is really kind of hidden to the customer because the customer says, I need that. Do whatever you want. I need that. So then you are, as an engineer, exactly. working on defining all the specification for the products to meet those, those requirements. So uh, in terms of uh, the DHF now, when do we need to have the DHF? So I, I mean, when we are in the project now of starting a design, so the idea is to say we have to start some documentation or we have to create some products or what should we do? So what is the best idea? Is it to start from the beginning when we have already the idea and we want to check the feasibility? Or should we wait, for example, until we have the prototype and say, okay, now we have something good. Let's start to work on the DHF. So what is what what do you think would be the best strategy here? Yes, I, I think, dear Monir, that the, the ideal begin is really from the beginning of the project. Okay. Uh, we have there the structure, how one DHF it looks. And we start in the design input phase and then design output phase. In the verification and validation to fulfill our uh, our uh, our special documentations that are related to these phases. So, um, in, ter in terms of uh, design phases, so mainly uh, I think this mm -hmm. was already defined before on the design and development procedure. So you have already defined that here are the different phases that your project will go. And the DHF is a copy-paste of those phases. So phase zero, phase one, phase two, phase three. I mean, you define that on the procedure, but then you execute that on the DHF. So on the DHF, it's like a repository where you say, okay, for the phase one, yes. I need that. For the phase two, I need that. And then you fill that yes. inside. You know, dear Moner, uh, I met also cases uh, when we was under MDD times yeah. And I needed to update that with the QM manager that we have it also in the QM, how it is the DHF. Yeah. Uh, 
according to the new requirements. Um, so, um, yes, uh, and this updates automatically the process development process internally in the company. And the DHF at least is the end folder, the end folder where land, they land these documentations. Of course, the DHF is one very nice index uh, that I can show to one auditor if I have one audit. Dear sir, I have that, that here. You can have one look. This shows organization. This shows linkage between the documentation. It is very practical way. Actually, we must be happy that somebody has developed this idea to have one DHF during the development. So, uh, so in terms of DHF, we have, as we said, the different phases. As you said, it's a kind of a registry where we place documents. So we have some kind of uh, model that are existing. We have some agile model or we call exactly. that waterfall model, etc. So what is one of those model structure for the DHF? Yes, we know all, all together the V model. We know the V model where practically the design code uh, has later the check of, of the design out. Uh, we have the design input and the design output um, opposite together and later the verification will clarify if we are really and on that what ha we have defined in the beginning um, to your question yeah um, the, the the v model is mostly the model that the the companies use um, this model is of course important that we have it in the qm manual that yeah. all, all the people understand how is the model but the practical understanding of how this model is worked is uh, how I maintain the DHF, how which structure is mirrored from the development V-model process in this index. Very easy. So design input, output, verification, validation, design transfer, design changes. Yeah. And, and the, 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 the regulators, they talk, uh, they give in the beginning one freedom. They say it can be one index where it links to the end folder, yeah. what I want to see, or it can be one folder which has itself all this documentation. So exactly. I remember one time that I made one Excel link where, and we, we had also audit there, uh, Moner, and I saw how fine it works. You have the notified bar there. Please show me this process. Chuck, you click there. They like that it works. They find the final product. You show the documentation and it is so practical, really. Yeah, I think, I think it, 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 they like when it works, but when it doesn't work, it's like a nightmare for the, the one that is showing. It's a, I click, but it's not working or it's not opening or it's opening the wrong document. It's also something that you have to be yes. careful on this kind of system to verify that it's working well before. But, uh, but I think it's clear, it's, it's clear that so the idea is that the auditor Dear is Mone, coming. You have completely right on that, yes. Uh, the, mostly the links, the links help that you have this multiple Neaton updates, you link the documentation, and this uh, facilitates a lot. Yeah, and, and when the auditor is coming and asking you this, I think, yeah, just knowing that they will ask you that and knowing exactly what you will do to show them and showing them what you have done and being also proud of the way you structure that, the, that you are really following the procedures, that all the documents are there, they have the good signature, they have the good timing, they had the right pe people making the signature, etc. I mean, 
it's like, oh, you are really proud of yourself showing that. And the auditor is like, wow, they have made a great, a great thing here. So um, if, if, if you had, if I can say, um, I mean, this is the case when we say that we are starting the project from zero, if I can say. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I have some companies that are contacting me for helping them on creation of all those documentation. But when they arrive to me, I ask, oh, at which stage of the products you are? And they said to me, oh, the product is done, it's finished. So then how can I handle this kind of situation where they ask me to have a audit, uh, a CE certification for that, but they have no design history file. They have no nothing. I mean, they have maybe some documentation that I can use. So how do, what would be maybe your advice to make it retrospective? So to yes, of go course. back and uh -huh. recreate this kind of dossier when the product is already available. So it's not like you have some flexibility on the change of the product here. Dear Monir, in this case, the array person must work very concentrated, must define in his brain, uh, one make one SEMA on the paper. That is the design history file that I would like to, to see. And he runs really on the departments to collect this documentation post -later. Okay. And, and this is one realistic scenario. We must not uh, uh, leave uh, the hands out. It's not possible. It is possible, of course. Uh, it is not easy, but it, it is possible. But you run really and you collect the design input. And uh, um, as it is, design input, output, the testing that has been done, uh, that you check post-lateral that, that uh, for example, the usability, the electrical safety has been uh, correctly done, the bio biological safety. And we have, we have some cases where uh, we do this exercise to collect, as you've said, but uh, on, on one of my checklists, it says, oh, I need to have the usability, but they haven't made it. So it means yes. that this is our biocompatibility, but they don't have a biocompatibility report. And here it's where the problems starts, if I can say. Exactly. Because they have to go exactly. back and to redo those tests when they thought that the product is finished. So it, it can be a problem. I think this is mainly the problem when we are doing retrospective is to have some gaps between what we expect to receive and the fact that they haven't made those tests. Exactly, dear Monin. These difficulties, they are there. Um, I saw, for example, often that the usability has been done not in form of usability, in form of one validation. Um, and what can you do? In this case, you can uh, you can interpret, uh, inter you follow one interpretation in your documentation that you uh, ensure that this is the evidence for fulfilling usability. You update your FTR, your functional design requirements, you have one test that is near to one usability test, and you uh, record also from the PMS usability-related uh, complaints, if you have they, yeah. and you have covered that in full to your question, usability, for example. Uh, in the, if you didn't have done, for example, uh, biocompatibility test, bioburden, you didn't make thoughts on that, it's not... Difficult. You can do that uh, post-lateral. You, you can order one institute and do that, or one sterilization test, uh, the performance test. Uh, this must can happen even later. Um, if the person has experience, um, um, previous experience with 
doing uh, DHF from zero, uh, it can be really hands-on uh, day one. Uh, if not, it needs uh, that the person has the soft skills to connect all the departments. I think in this case, I will advise my colleagues and all the, your audience, uh, dear Monir, that they think practically. They, they involve also others to this uh, role. So, dear QM guy, can you help me on that? Uh, dear suppliers, can you help me on that? Collect numbers. Yeah. Which are my suppliers? Which is the QM? CEO can also has better communication to all the departments because often the array needs a lot and he can maybe express out one authority. So this will need to avoid that, yeah? So yeah. Uh, you must understand every task that you should do in the array as task of everyone. In this case, QA department, suppliers, uh, complainants department, PMS department, all everyone, they can submit you what you need. Exactly. And this can happen, really. It is not difficult. And um, it's a good point is to, just to say that uh, you, are not, uh, you should not be alone. You are specialized in maybe regulatory affairs or quality. You are not spe an engineer specialized maybe in uh, biocompatibility or testing or all those things. So yes. you have to have a team around you that helps you to provide you those, as I call them, the pieces of the puzzle. And you are the one that creates this puzzle of the DHF or the documentation. But before to create that, you have to receive the pieces and the pieces are coming from uh, maybe some other departments. So you have really to help yourself with with other people. And I, I think this is also the mistake that a lot of companies are doing. They think, oh, let's go with the regulatory person. They will create all the documents. No, I mean, I'm not a specialist on all the fields. So I need to ask your team to provide me those documents, which is also a good point. So thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for yes. that. Um, it's, it's really, uh, I mean, the DHF, as I've said, it's really a document that is important for the history of the, doc of the product. And here, when we have a change of our design, we have also to update the DHF sometimes. So design change is also something that is, should be involved within the DHF. Um, design changes, of course, uh, precise with the date, the reason of the change. And here, how the DHF automatically helps. One very practical example. You make thoughts if this change um, influence the intended use. If you, um, and, and, and this gives you automatically the feedback, it must be involved also the array department in this change. So you record that very nice uh, calendar date, uh, number, you link to the PDM, to the drawing, you have the list of the drawing, and everything is super. You, everyone can have a look what has happened, the design. And uh, okay, to this, I can also analyze something uh, I met in the past, the preliminary design change and the final design. Uh, sorry, sorry. The preliminary design review and the yeah. final design review. Uh, we have, of course, the changes after the first prototype, later. Yeah, we have the drawing changes. This in, in involves... Um, to our topic always, maybe one design uh, change order, design change um, uh, request, uh, DSR, DSO, in the Agile, for example, uh, or other PLM systems. So yeah. all the documentation are really linked to this design uh, changes folder. And everything is in very good organization, you know? It helps exactly. automatically. 
So it's 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 important also on design change to uh, I mean I I make a link here with uh, the UMDR. Uh, if you are making a significant change during this transition period of UMDR design change, uh, this can impact also your certification. So if you are MDD and you make a significant change, um, which is this design request or design change, then you move to MDR. So you have also to be careful of that. And as you said, you have also some PLM system so that can be used for um, collecting all those Very data. Important signing the document, tracking all that, making the history. Uh, because yeah, I know that before we're using more like binders with the documents inside signing by end. But now with the, the kind of the digital world, uh, this is mainly what a lot of people uh, are, are using. So um, I think it's interesting here. Um, so Alexandros, how can you help the audience if, if there is anything? So why should we call you? Why should we work with you? Yes. Um... Why? Uh, because um, I have seen, dear Moner, all the different scenarios. Um, scenarios where I really jump in the cold water and you must swim alone to build from zero one DHF. Okay. So how you communicate with the different departments by and explaining that this is one task of all. Um, the why that you explain that even... To other departments, CEO, for example, or QM, uh, the big guy of QM, which sometimes they cannot follow this uh, requirement. So it needs just one. If you, if you, uh, uh, my advice will be: if you see a lot of resistance or difficulties that the, the people understand, dear Moner, in this case, it is the correct moment that you generate one PowerPoint presentation okay. and you explain in slides how this works. I saw that really in with, uh, with my eyes, how it could, it cannot work if you talk that only in dialogues and make some notices. No, it will never work. You must really present, invite your colleagues from the different departments and uh, in one slide, in one PowerPoint, explain how they are these connection points. Yeah. And in this form, it can work. So the people will do questions. You will answer. You can collect the questions and send it in form of emails later and meet again in second phase. And then you have success something. You have success that you have shared this development process in the different departments. And uh, this is one realistic that you meet that often, as you know, that alone also. Yeah, yeah. Um, in startups, in companies that have worked always in, under MDD, and now they have the MDR updates, um, in companies where they are really big, yeah, cross-functional teams. In this case, we see that also now in big giants, how the MDR brings one multi-influence of different departments on this um, global task, at yeah. least. So um, where, where people can follow up with you then? Uh, ah, they, can, they can find me in LinkedIn. They can send me uh, one email. I can give all my contact details to you. It will okay. be my pleasure. It, it motivates me a lot to help um, and to share and to learn also from others because we have always people with various um, uh, experience, as you know, Dear Moner, I follow your channel. I have learned a lot. For Thank example, you. the basic UTI, yeah, Thank or you. other topics, PMCF, uh, the QA difficulties, always. So they can find me in my contact details. I will be very pleasant to explain practically because 
they are dear guys and and ladies ladies and guys it is soft skills and hard skills how yeah. you communicate harmonically we are not uh, nobody is idiot nobody is uh, not uh, trained on that it needs it is one connection point of different departments no problem uh, so everyone can deliver on that <laughs> i will put i will put all the information anywhere on the on the show notes so if you I uh, have any uh, question maybe to Alexandros you can also link with him on on yes. LinkedIn and then uh, ask him ask him any any question for that. So uh, thank you for for your uh, help Alexandros. I hope yeah the DHF is more clear now for for our audience uh, and uh, yeah if there is more question as we said so let's uh, let's try to answer to that and see how Absolutely. how this can help be helpful. Okay Alexandros was really a pleasure for me. I uh, wish you really a nice day. Thanks for listening. So if you like this episode, please provide a review on the platform where you are listening to it. And also don't forget to share it with your colleagues. Thank you very much.